Hello everybody, I am Ricardo Deacon. And hello everybody, I am Orla Matinas. Welcome to The Recommendation Game, a film of the week podcast where we take turns to pick a movie that the other person hasn't seen, then we watch it separately and meet to discuss it. This week's film was... Actually, you're listening to Dublin Teacher Radio as well. Uh, this week's film was chosen by Orla McNeilis. It is uh, To All the Boys I've Loved Before from 2018. Fresh. Okay, so the film was directed by Susan Johnson, produced by... Ooh, woman director. Susan Johnson, produced by Brian Robbins, James Lasseter, Will Smith, and Matthew Kaplan. Yeah, I think it was his production company that actually made it, like Will Smith's. Written by Sofia Alvarez, uh, based on To All the Boys I've Loved Before by Jenny Han. Uh, starring Lana Condor, Noah Centineo, Janelle Parrish, Anna Cathcart, Andrew Bachelor, Thresel Mahoro, Madeleine Arthur, Emilia Baranak, uh, Israel Broussard, and Joan Corbett. Music by Joe Wong. Cinematography by Michael Fimognery. Fimognery. <laughs> Edited by, sorry, but like a very apt name for a cinematographer. <laughs> yes. Edited by Philip J. Bartel and Joey Klotz. Okay, the synopsis is, when her secret love letters somehow get mailed to each of her five crushes, Lara Jean finds her quiet high school existence turned upside down. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, so, Orla, this was your choice, and as it is tradition, why did you pick this movie? Um... <laughs> Because I wanted, I wanted, well, not that I wanted to pick a rom-com, but uh, I really love this movie. It turned out to be a stupid week to pick this movie, but anyways. Um, yeah, so uh, I think it was Claire Gleason, friend of the pod, um, who suggested that we watch this. And, uh, you know, you know, we love the rom-coms. It was on Netflix, so we threw it on. And uh, yeah, I, I loved, loved this. And I saw it, like, loved it. And... I'll get to all the like the reasons why I loved it and, and why I picked it and everything. But like, I think like just to start off, like I mean, this is not like a surprising film or anything. Like, I mean, it's not surprising in its plot. It's you know, it's a pretty standard teen movie fare. Um, but I do think that it's how it's executed, how charming it is, and how like devoid of like a lot of the usual kind of meh rom coms. Not necessarily rom com tr- tropes, but just like things that people kind of like. <laughs> Like rom-coms are like comedies, you know what I mean? Like they're they're hard to do very well. Genre is hard to do very well. I think well. we we said that when one of our first episodes in uh, it happened one night. Quite possibly, yeah. We discussed how because you have to be so earnest while doing a romantic comedy that if you misfire in any sense, there's yeah. like a lot less leeway for yeah. mistakes. Yeah. Because if you're doing like a thriller, as long as you're keeping suspense, you can get away with a lot more things. Yeah. So like this is a hard, it's a hard um, genre to do. It's also a hard uh, genre to do when it's particularly teen oriented, let's say. Like, I mean, it's not, you know, I think one of the reasons why um, I picked this is because of like the conversation that it sparks and like, you know, it's not like we we obviously love romantic comedies and we've talked about them a good bit in relation to like something like it happened one night and everything but like it's not a shock to say that the rom-com is an incredibly malign genre which is hilarious when you think like as we've mentioned before it was right there from the very beginning of cinema it was very important to the beginning of cinema and like as movies that films that are like you know directly and exclusively 
directed towards women supposedly and like this focus on relationships and lives and, you know it's not really it's not serious business you know like it's it's not robots or space or you know um which is like for this it's even more maligned because um this is a teen movie you know directed towards that sort of like you know oh unprofitable uh uh demographic of teenage girls and you know their silly fandom well it um, is netflix though so like you can get to no, the the audience that I'm getting, way i'm getting there getting there chill the beans all right um i would like to direct you to uh a very recent like in the last couple of days very brilliant guardian article about the importance of twilight so it's like 10 years of twilight basically and um i think her name is kate moore i think her name is but um she gets a nod to Mark Mode as well in the article, um, just about how when the from basically when the from when the very first one came out and since he's really stood by the films and kind of saw the potential of the first one, the potential of the series and what the impact of the series would be. So she's talking about like how it, because that first movie was made with no money and was massive, the whole the movies made so much money that it spurned it spawned an entire you know, like genre of like YA kind of like, you know, directed towards teenage girls with things like, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Hunger Games. Yeah, and Divergence and everything. And like, so she kind of, she has the span of the 10 years and how, you know, taking taking us from this like incredibly low budget, like moody vampire teen thing before vampires were hip again, by the way, um, you know, a teen flick to like Wonder Woman destroying the box office and how directed by a woman, etc. And how like the first one, the first Twilight was directed by Catherine Hardwick. Like, it was directed by a woman as well. Subsequently directed by a man. But anyways, um, which brings us to Netflix. Um, and there's another very good Guardian article that I would uh, <laughs> that I would recommend you look up. Um, it was called Can Netflix Save Us from the Great Rom-Com Shortage of 2018? Because um, it is interesting when you think of like the last sort of 10, 15 years of rom-coms and how they really have slid from the kind of the peak of the 80s and 90s to like, I Catherine think it's anything Heigl. that is not big. Yeah, it's, I mean, there are, a lot of people have attributed to a lot of things, but I think one of them which is quite important and something we talk about a lot is the death of the mid-budget movie yeah. and how rom-coms are, they fit within that kind of, um, within that kind of section. Um, I saw, I read another very interesting article about how like, um, uh, part of it could be that a lot of the kind of original obstacles to love, let's say, from like, you know, old school um, comedies, uh, aren't really relevant anymore because things you know kind of like divides like societal divides class divides or like no sex before marriage or you know like there are a lot of these things are not really relevant to modern audiences and it's you know in order to make a raw like a modern rom-com you have to have a new twist on it and that kind of you know it's something yeah, but like considering how few modern rom-coms have been made in the view of like a modern take on them because mm. like not to say Matthew McConaughey's output, early 2000s output or anything, it's modern. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is a fucking classic. Yeah, like, but I love those movies because they're so bad. Like, uh, fucking uh, Girlfriends of Christmas Past (laughs) is amazing. It's It's so bad. It's one of the best movies ever made. It's not of Christmas Past. (laughs) What is it? Christmas has nothing to do with it. I think it's just Girlfriends of what is the name of that title what is that title it's not christmas past oh, something past but like uh it is like a oh, future past uh. whatever like uh it's girlfriend's ghost whatever like it's an insane movie it, but like yeah. i mean that there's not been like with the exception of a, a couple ones there's not been like anything even the, the ones like easy a or um or 
like even TV shows or whatever, not mm. really taking the modern aspects completely to heart, you know? Yeah. So I think that like there's a dirge there that she that for mining, let's say, when it comes to yeah. romantic and I, like, I don't think that this movie necessarily does anything particularly revolutionary at all. Um, but like just going back to the 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 question sort of put in that article, like is Netflix gonna save the romantic comedy? Um, I think yes. Um, but if you know where to look, because within that article they mention um several movies of which I have seen all, um, like the setup. Uh, which actually, f- uh, what do you call it, Finn from... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is terrible. Like, not not even bad terrible, just... It's with both actors from Everybody Wants Some. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. Um, it's, like, just just dull, just dull. It's, it reminded me a lot of, like, um, the fact that it's in New York City. It kind of reminded me of um, Friends with Benefits, which, despite having two of the most charismatic people, managed to give them no chemistry whatsoever. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, if your actors don't have chemistry... I've always wanted to give somebody, like, uh, a dull check hidden inside a box set of Friends, so it's, like, Friends with Benefits. Um, Yeah, also, the kissing booth, which is, like, just... I mean, something that was actually really quite problematic, not just bad, because it yeah. had this really, like, strange brother character. He was weirdly violent and uh, just so bizarre. Um, Irreplaceable You, which was weird cancer porn. Terrible. Um, or another one which is really bizarre because it contains Barb from Stranger Things and she's really great, but it's um, Sierra Burgess is a loser and it's also with your man who's in this because it's another Netflix film and it's terrible. So are they saving the genre? Probably not, but somewhere, the whole thing of Netflix is that there's so much that at the end of the day, there's going to be something good. Also, with romantic comedies, it's always been the case of, like, throwing shit at a wall until something sticks. Basically, yeah. And I think that, like, with this, with both the source material and also the way they go about it and the people that they chose to cast, which I think is really crucial because, as we're saying about not just chemistry, but, like, the whole thing of this movie is that it has a brilliant female character. And she's not just, you know... What I like about her is that she is not this kind of like worldly Juno character, let's say. Not that I don't love Juno, that she's like smart and sparky and everything. Like she is very smart and, you know, the fact that she's smart is not really that something, you know what I mean? She's not like the nerd who's like maligned for being too smart. And, you know, like she she has this kind of like, how do I describe it? Um, kind of like strength to her within her, like, you know, confidence within herself of as what she is like she has her fear of like you know putting herself out there or whatever but what i like about this movie is that it's not about you know some kind of makeover to make her like you know into like you know the beautiful cool girl you know what i mean like even in all the scenes where's where freddie prince jr when you need him yeah exactly like you know even all the scenes where she's hanging out with her with his friends you know she's just like she's not changing there's not like what happened to you you know it's not mean gears where it's like you became one of the mean gears you became one of the cool gears she's still herself she really like and i think that the, what the movie shows is because she has such a strong family center to her life and i what i really like about this is that the family is not just there as a kind of a background it's very crucial to the movie of like you can really see her personality and like because i am one of three sisters I'm not the middle child. I'm the youngest child. There's so the seven brothers. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> so I'm the I'm the annoying young one. But like, um, 
the way their relationship is portrayed of like the fighting but also like having the traditions and everything having movies that you watch together like you know and like whenever her sister comes home when they do Christmas and stuff it was really like oh they're making cookies and you know it, I, the way that's portrayed and like it's not massively surprising to me that this was directed by a woman and not just that the source material is you know written by a woman script written by a woman directed by a woman you know what I mean like you really get the perspective of like the female relationship in that that said her friend character is just bizarre it's a real low point I mean she's like fun or whatever but it makes absolutely no sense as far as I can make out in the book it there's much more of a background to that yeah. friendship whereas in this she's literally just there to stare wide-eyed and say that she went to like EDM nights and I don't really it doesn't fit in the movie at yeah. all and the only way that it seems to work is because the two actresses are good and other than that it's given absolutely nothing but we can get to that um so yeah, like you know, how do you, how are you able to kind of portray this, this like you know, she's cute, she's sparky, you know, she's in her kind of like bubblegum, not you know, like it's quite a bubblegum world. Everyone has very nice houses, um, <clears throat> but like how do you make her like relatable and believable and everything? And uh, I think like part of it has to be the casting of of um, uh, what's her name, Lana, Lana Condor, because um, yeah. she's she just she's she's fabulous you know like you give her a problem that is surmountable you know like putting yourself out there you know being able to like let people into your life after like having such a great loss and everything um but it's also kind of like a three-dimensional problem like it's you can see how it's affecting different elements of her life and stuff um you know it's not a movie of like makeovers and chasing boys like it's very much her story which i really really like but the other good thing that i appreciate about this is not only do they cast a male character, like a guy that's able to be charming and nice because there's plenty of actors who can do that. People who will have, you know, chemistry with anyone or whatever. But like, what I particularly like about Peter is that he's not like the, the, the asshole guy, the jock. He's going to be tamed by love from this like super smart girl. She's going to show him these like, you know, the ways of the nerd. You know, Peter's just nice. And he's just nice from the beginning. Like, he do think he does like immature things. He handles things badly. He's a teenage boy. He's still a jock, etc. But at the end of the day, Peter's just kind of nice, and he has this sort of like strange take on like masculinity and like a teenage boy that's quite interesting. And then you cast your man, who's also really great and very adorable. Um, and then you put those two people together, and it creates a relationship that I wholeheartedly believe in. And it's like, you know, obviously one of the main things of a romantic comedy is that you have to care about them, you have to want them to get together. And at the very end, you're just like, yay, because they're both so lovely. Um, so yeah, like the, I mean, one of the things I was actually thinking about when I was thinking about the male character haven't you haven't brought up easy a and i love easy a easy a is really good um but pen badgley is given absolutely nothing to do in that movie and it's kind of disappointing because i like pen badgley but there's not a whole lot of like you know pen badgley and emma stone getting to kind of like knock off each other like it's it's just you know and he's just kind of there in the background where it's like oh he's like vaguely nice and attractive um yeah which is kind of like a bit of a failure of that of that movie but um yeah, as well, also, like, I mean, the fact that this is, like, you know, has a non-white female female character, which apparently that was one of the things that Will Smith was the reason they went to his production company, because he, because they, the, I think it was a director, or maybe the woman who wrote the that book. That they want to advance who, that kind of... Well, that they, yeah, because they were, were trying to insist that she was going to be Asian American, and, like, a lot of people were just like, no, 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 like, you, you can't... We have you know. to cast Emma Stone. Uh, yeah, basically, and I think Will Smith's production company was like, no, 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 you're you do what you want basically so you know props to will smith but um 
Yeah, so, like, I don't think this is a revolutionary movie, but I watch so many of these films. So many of them. All of them, I would probably say at this point. And as much as I love, love Nicholas Sparks, I would not show Nicholas Sparks to my teenage daughter. I would show this movie to my teenage daughter, with certain caveats. But, you know, like, there, I know that, like, of the last while, the... You know, the standard has been so low that anything that has charm is going to elevate itself. But at the same time, I do love this movie and it does stand up to rewatching. So, what I want to do, Ricardo. Well, like, uh, we both know that I love romantic comedies. As yes. in, the, perhaps I am... Um, it's one of the reasons that somehow like so many people think I'm gay is because I love musicals and romantic comedies that somehow like even Are though you? nothing else is kind of like not that there's a problem with being gay obviously but you uh, are a bit camp also yeah but yeah sure like I, I, I could like not that I think about it <laughs> I'm surprised that it's not more people that think yeah. I'm gay are you? no <laughs> fucking of course <laughs> 10 years of friendship but um uh jesus uh, been thrown out yeah i love romantic comedies and uh, i like from like terrible ones like fucking runaway bright and shit like you know <laughs> that i'll watch ter- like bad horror and bad romantic comedies is my place of safety you know like you know, oh, i i just they're so delicious especially if they're like they're either good or bad. There's always they're always kind of bad. Like yeah. there's no, like I don't think like even four weddings and a funeral. Yeah, uh, I, it's not a good movie. But I'm it's more of a great. Notting Hill. I'm more of a Notting Hill fan because yeah. I really hate Andy McDowell. Like oh well, God. like I that the only two movies that I can put up with her is for weddings and a funeral and uh, Groundhog Day. And Groundhog Day surprisingly makes me actually like her. Like well, four weddings makes me forget Bill Murray, about her. Bill yeah. Murray is an awful person. Yeah. And and he should not get the girl in the end but uh you know. oh yeah like there's so like <laughs> romantic comedies is one of the genres that ages the worst because yeah. it's kind of like the forefront of culture in a way uh, <laughs> of um what do you call of our it? certain like attitudes towards relationships in general yeah i think that is also like in the forefront of like what's generically accepted because mm. it's supposed to be for mass consumption it's not like the. That's why something like Guess Who's Coming for Dinner was so revolutionary. That is like, oh yeah, a film that deals with race, but it's also a romantic comedy. Um, yeah, like it was the sixties as well. Like in Rod Steiger, like I think that the, the the actor that plays the father was also like in fucking uh, in the heat of the night or something. I can't. I might be wrong there. Like I, uh, for some reason, I'm thinking that it's Rod Steiger, but no, it's actually. I think it's your man from uh, uh, Judgment in Nuremberg, uh, the um, Spencer Wind, Tracy. Oh, as I say, wouldn't Winmark wouldn't uh, Richard Winmark? No, like I don't think that he like he was very racist. I don't think that he'd be. Guess who's Which coming to Which is funny, but he was in. Okay, um, go on. Um, and uh, I do agree. Like I think it's uh, a kind of there's a dirge in romantic comedies at the moment. There's like. Uh, uh, the things that come out unless they're like of the apatow fucking thing and besides 40 year old virgin none of them are amazing like or even very good mm-hmm. like i do love 40 year old virgin it's kind of yeah but that's because steve carell is great and yeah, also aging very well yeah but it's genius like it is a great movie regardless it's because i think that it was so fresh also like the style or uh, whatever like mm. seeing that 
over repetition it just loses itself and as well it was like one of those before you have a big name kind of thing yeah that before you direct a 40 year old virgin you actually have to make the movie an hour and 40 minutes and like <laughs> control yourself and not put like scenes that meander to no end oh, Angerman too. but uh when it comes to this movie uh i was like really excited to watch it because i had heard of like about it and i knew that it was a romantic comedy and it was getting like good notices etc etc such a bot coming yeah, like I, I, there, there are like I, I never seen a movie that it's like so. It felt like it had like multiple dis- personality disorder for me. Like it felt half the movie was not directed by the same person as the other scenes. Like I thought, even to the lighting and staging and like the and some of the acting I get to it and script writing as well. Uh, there, like the relation, the central relationship between. Um, the main character, uh, Sarah Jean. Jean, Sarah Jean or Lara, Lara Jean? Jean? Between Lara Jean and uh, uh, Patrick, is it? Peter. Peter. Uh, <laughs> Did uh, you Peter. watch the movie? Uh, like, uh, I really like their relationship. And I think that there's an issue structurally with their relationship. But altogether, I did love and believe their relationship or whatever. So it's not altogether without its merits, the movie. But besides that, I, I don't think that it works whatsoever like without that like every time that it diverges from that central position uh very problematic in some ways uh very annoying in others i fucking despise the family like the fucking dad is just trying to do fucking it's like go back to sex in the city man like oh my uh, god leave aiden alone like just go back to like like like, he he's just trying to be stanley tucci and easy i'm failing miserably (laughs) like all those parts seem to be written like that but not as well written and not as well cast like there's what, there's a lot of scenes that are very hard to execute and that's why I think that it's amazing the EZA is able to pull it off that I call nothing scenes. That it's a scene that you're walking into just so the two people are talking so your main character can walk in. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the dialogue doesn't matter because they're just shooting the shit or whatever. Yeah. And especially when it's like romantic comedies. In other movies, you can be like talking about... Oh, food marriage or whatever but romantic comedies they tend to be like very twee or like you know like oh blah 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 and in this it's like it feels like they're just riffing but nobody told them to improvise before you went action so like the dad is trying to be like oh look how cute and like single daddy i am blah 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 uh, even though i'm like that weird weird scene between the friend and the dad that she's like oh you just wanted to be a gynecologist because you want to see vaginas did you just uh, say gynecologist gynecologist gyna uh, uh, <laughs> pronounced gyna <laughs> vagina but, uh, <laughs> i'm a child uh like uh I like baldwin as a child th- there's so many of those scenes in this movie that i, I found it so grating as in that like oh, really it, the the scene at the airport when the 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 sister is no saying heart. goodbye you have scene, no heart that scene made me fe- reminded me of fucking left behind starring nicholas cage and your mom with a weird nose from one tree hill you What's have no name? heart like my god that's john michael was, murray yeah john michael murray <laughs> oh, that movie is amazing the guy with the weird nose <laughs> from one tree hill yeah but like, he does have a weird nose. 
like the 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 way they're like you have no heart though um but no like i do have a heart because the part that it works it works well because it's the part like i never felt watching a movie that like until they started like actually going out you know mm-hmm. i was like why why am i watching this like this is like not even in any sense of the word i did not understand why is that in the movie? But then when they saw that the relationship, there were moments that I was like, really, like the scene in the diner when they first opened up about like yeah, her mother really or whatever. Good. There's so much truth in those scenes. Mm. And, though, and, and what, what was annoying then is that the rest was like kind of enjoyably shit. I, I was like, oh, I, I'm going to say to her at the end of this, uh, before they start going out, that I say, yeah, I, uh, I think it's a terrible movie, but I enjoyed it because I was laughing throughout how bad it was. But then when that started, I started getting annoyed with the other bits because it was taking me away from like how successful this was. The youngest sister, I was like, she seems to be a good actress, but I don't know... In, if it was the script writing or the direction or what but I, I was like I I just want you to like I don't know like I don't want bad things to happen to you but I hope that you go to Scotland with your sister or whatever I, that, or maybe you get something I, I hate when characters are written that way that is like Ricardo has never had a younger sister. No, but it's <laughs> like structurally, the, neither did you uh, but, but also, I was one but the thing is that like I I it's it's that way of writing a character that everybody however i thought that the dad character was so badly played it could have been the 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 screenplay as well but like even like all oh, the fake awkwardness the auto trader thing in the in the airport that clearly looks like a shopping mall that they just bought united airlines in the back of it um fucking uh Okay, I didn't like him. I think it's mainly the script that they're just like, be quirky. And then uh, the only moment that he actually I think nails Aiden, it. I think Aiden pulls it off. Like so. he nails it. When, the scene in the diner is great with the dancing. Yes, that like there's two parts in his entire performance that he gets it. That is the scene in the diner when uh, then fucking he he opens up mm-hmm. and then also when he's sitting in the at the bottom of the of the staircase no, he said that's why it started annoying me all the other bits because then it made me realize that it's not the actor that way it's almost that like the movie when it's opening up in a weird metaphor it's almost that i felt the movie was like the beginning of the movie like Lara Jean. Because it wouldn't open up to you. Mm. So when the movie is opening up and being honest and earnest, which usually is the hardest thing of doing in a romantic comedy, mm. those bits are really well done. They come from experience and love and like attention to detail, both like in character structure and like action and whatever, even the, the scenes with the the guy next door that is like, but we can't go back to how it used to be because mm. it's not how it used to be. I loved all of that. But then it's surrounded by like this like kind of moat of feces. Like the like the the for one the the, the little sister uh, she's written as I'll be the annoying little sister or like supposedly endearing little sister. Everything that like Everything she and the dad says, but the dad at least has those two moments of freedom, or liberty, let's say, that uh, that they give him something to do, you know. Mm. But 
otherwise he's like fucking quippier than like i don't know it's just everything is a quip it's like oh ha 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 everything is just commenting as well about Lara jane that they don't have any like it literally felt like it is in the movie that they're just in the scene just waiting for Lara jane to show up and then it's like oh now we can be characters or like it's the weird thing especially like with even that you mentioned notting hill regardless how insane that movie is <laughs> when you're in the no. world of that movie like i love it uh, but when you're in the world of that movie you know like his friend that has the the, the restaurant like i can imagine him being in the little restaurant i can imagine fucking rich if and be like insane and just walking around Risha vans yeah, yeah okay. what did you say rich if and like I can like imagine him being like somewhere else as well. Like uh, that he just wonders, you know. Like you're just expecting him to to wonder, but from some crazy tell you a story thing that he did. Your balls to the size of you know, like it all feels like you know part of that universe mm. that they go in. But like the the older sister I bought, but she's barely in it. Mm. Uh, I think the uh, the main actress. Um, uh, what's it, Condor? Yeah. Like I think that she's really good in the in her role. Like, and I I think that she's mainly, mostly able to navigate the the shittiness around her. Let's say that even in like somehow she's able to like do something interesting and in, even in the really grating scenes. Um, can't believe you're using the word grating. I really the really guy can't. that plays uh, uh, Peter. Like I, I really liked him. I think that like them together was really good, like really great. And uh, part of my frustration with the movie is how good that part is. It's like it could have been not only so much better. I don't think overall it's a good movie because, like, when you have so much that, like you said, that is linked to that it. It's not a movie that it's purely dependent on that relationship. Mm. It's dependent on other things. And I think that for the most part, it fails when it moves away from that central relationship, which is frustrating because it is so well played and also so earnest and honest and also real for like, even when I remember like the way when I was 16 or 15 or whatever, how <laughs> oh. life was kind of thing. Yeah. And like you said, I like that he's nice, but the problem for me is that they're like, they're too good together in the beginning already. Mm. You know, it's kind of like structurally, this is not an issue in the sense of like being so, such a bad issue, but it's also, it is an issue because we're criticism. He's movie. a little bit too in there too quick. Is it, not only that, is that the movie is selling itself as one of those like, who like a lot of romantic comedies are, uh, who will the main characters end up with and what are the 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 obstacles let's say you know mm. and then you have for example like with this the problem is that the ex-girlfriend is too bitchy so you never believe that peter yeah, would go back yeah and that i agree with that and i think that he's too good from the beginning so you never think that whatever it's gonna happen that she'd go with the other guy you know like there because she straight away started when she starts having feelings for him I don't... They sidestep the other guy so much because, like, of the contract that she's supposed to, like... So the guy stops chasing her. Yeah. Like, the neighbor stops chasing her. And she stops, like... So... Because she still has feelings for him. Mm. And then for the uh, the other girl to be jealous of Peter. And it's like, okay, fine. But because they neglect the neighbor character so much because they don't know what to do with him during the movie is that you never buy that like she'd go with him because yeah. you understand like 
is that even though they say, oh, how great friends they were, whatever, you never see it. But you see her with Peter. So you never believe that she, in a million years ago... You do see it. Go. There's like a million flashbacks. Yeah, but... It's... And like her at school, when she can't find her friend. And like, they have, and she visualizes him as well. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, but like, it, it never feels the same way like us with Peter. And considering as well, considering that Peter feels more like a real character in the movie. Mm. When in the beginning, he's the guy that she doesn't know. I don't think that like the point of this is like you know it's supposed to be like oh who's she gonna pick or you yeah, know but it's so, more about her and it's more yeah, about her like, coming out of her you know what I yeah, mean yeah like I, I, I'm i not saying that it's uh, like a fucking murder mystery that has to go but the movie <laughs> does like stage it itself in the beginning the, the, pro- the problem is not that halfway through the movie you go like it's inevitable because like that's what romantic comedies are that like halfway through the movie is like how are they gonna overcome whatever is being going to be thrown at them by the screenwriters yeah. uh, not by the world by the screenwriters yes but i don't have a problem with that because it's it's yes. a little universe but in this movie is that I, like i never <laughs> thought that there was gonna be any like real impediment because one peter is too nice the other girl is like too much of a bitch and then the other guy is like a non-character really so it's almost that i like I was almost, like, wishing that the other guy was, like, a little bit more so, like, when they split up, that the contract yeah. would go out, that she goes with he's him. Also, I also, like, find it hard to buy that he would be with her sister. Yeah. You know, he's kind of just a bit like, yeah. They have no chemistry again as well. And yeah. It's kind of the, it's, Which kind of works because you understand why she breaks up with him. But it's like, you know, that it was just the next door neighbor, you know, yeah. he was just your it high school easy. boyfriend, whatever. Yeah, but at the same time... Yeah, you kind of go... Especially because he has to be also this other thing. Like, if he was just her sister's ex... Yeah. I think that they throw him under the bus too much when his sister goes away. It's too easy for her to break up with him. Yeah. Like, even if it was like, I just need the break... Like, and it's like such a fucking cop on. My mom said that I have to go single into college. It's like, fucking get a grip. Get a grip. And... uh, (laughs) Like uh. because that moment felt so screenwriting, but like when, the other bits about her mom, that like are so much harder to make yeah. truthful. But because the writing feels like somebody went like I'm using the grief that I felt against for somebody else, mm. and infl- like putting this in like even his relationship with his dad that disappeared, and that he goes, but I can't compare it. Yeah, and it's so truthful when like bad shit happens and you're trying to like relate. Oh, I, I understand them trying to relate, and then you realize that it's like it's not the same. Yeah, and false equivalence and makes him endearing because it's like he's able to realize and that he's trying to understand like how she feels. And like <laughs> I loved all of that, and then fucking I think as well that I the one part that I thought it was like really really fucked up is that they excuse how your one is a bully i think that was a complete mis mismanagement i think because like especially a movie like this that is trying to like portray like how living and going to school is and growing up whatever is that bullies should be dealt as they're bullies there's yeah. no reason for it you know it's like trying to excuse it and give it like fucking some retcon that is like some weird uh like it felt like the a reveal like the like a superhero villain it's like oh yes <laughs> but you I'm killed my have... dad when you were like it felt like fucking batman versus superman you know that but it's is... so funny because the whole thing is on her like on her face because she's just like what that's why you hate me like yeah no i totally agree that like 
are you kind of because she's set up and you think oh you know we're gonna get something more here and you don't and it's like set up as if you know she's her friend's cousin why does that need to be a thing yeah. it doesn't matter because neither of them really feel like real people i do before you continue around do want to point out um our department um Obviously, yes, it's very easy to hate rich people in this because, oh, good, sweet Jesus. Like, whenever he's standing in that bathroom and she takes the scrunchie, you know, I was just like, it's like a fucking hotel. It's like a 10-star hotel. Oh, the There's bathtub, the- yeah. But no, like, the bathroom is the size of this flat. Yeah. And, like, I was just sitting there like, I hate these people. Like, I hate them. And it's like, as much as it's, you know, like, obviously it's great. You've, like, knocked over one taboo where it's like, yes, she's, you know, she's an Asian-American. She's great, etc. But they're all so wealthy. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, that that was uh, something that I was going to uh, fucking but, point out. Yeah, and, and like, I have a problem with it as well. It's, you know, even within a bubblegum world. But it's world, so unnes- unnecessary. Yeah. Like, fucking, it would have been a lot better that they just go like, okay, you're just fucking normal people like yeah. like it wouldn't make does it making even, like, them rich does even it make normal within you know what i mean even within like you know kind of middle class where you know you live in a nice house and you live in a nice neighborhood and everything yeah. but like you know not i mean the house where they have the house party and you're like this is re- like this is about much like i was expecting but, fucking ryan from the oc just to turn <laughs> yeah, off like like seriously gated communities but um i do we do have to talk about how unbelievably amazing her clothes are because i mean they're like, oh, the I boots just, even. That they yeah, made the like her every outfit that she wears. But I love like everyone's clothes in this. Like, you, like just the way everyone is styled. It's all. It's just so adorable and like true to their characters. And like, oh, I just I love her. Even like you know the ridiculous movie teenage bedroom. Like this one doesn't. I don't quite love this one as much as I've loved other ones. No, I but... hate that room. Good God, <laughs> like it's a movie room. Like, uh, like the rest of the house feels like a house. <laughs> That room, no oh, good God. And that scene when, like, the dad and the two sisters are, like, looking at her clean. And it's like, it must be bad. She's cleaning. It's like, go fucking, oh, go die already. I want this movie to end. Sorry. Okay. Um. Also, <laughs> a funny thing, when the, she said, when they go, like, oh, I'm going to go on a ski trip, I was waiting for them to hop on an airplane, and I forgot this, like, it's America, there are, like, fucking mountains everywhere. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah, how fucking ridiculous was that ski trip? Although, like, like the, the gay guy is absolutely, I love him. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's great. Like, yeah, right. and, like, I love that scene that they have together, because it's, like, it's very, very borderline token gay black character, but... They managed to just about save it, not just because they actually have extended scenes together, but as well because he is one of the five. So it's kind of like he's set up as an actual person. <clears throat> like the thing with the the like, you know, oh, I have Korean face masks, and he's just like, yeah, I'm not going out skiing. It's like I lo- I love that I love that whole that whole scene together. But um, the yeah, fucking the, hotel reminded me of the like, hotel yeah, in fucking in Force Majeure. Yeah. <laughs> It's just expecting your man to be crying somewhere and the the janitor smoking somewhere. Just watching all the kids making out. Uh, Yeah, but like, oh, that scene in the hot tub, though. They're so cute. And he's just... That's like why it annoyed me. Like, because that bit of the movie, I actually tried. And the problem is that even what they do with those characters is not a lot, considering, like, the amount of time that they have together. I think that... I don't know. It feels like that the rest, like that they really spent a lot of time, like in the screenwriting level, uh, 
like getting those two writer characters down. Yeah. And then like they run out of time to fucking fix everything else. This movie when it began, I was like, oh wow, somebody didn't go to film school. And then I always start off with the best of intentions. I always think like he won't maybe love the movie because I don't think it's a great movie, but maybe it'll spark some sort of like deeper discussion about like, you know, rom-coms and their impact on society. But no, it was just Ricardo ranting. But like fucking with the amount of like, okay, recent ones, I can't say maybe when you were telling about all the movies that you said that you watched from Netflix, I don't know if it's like, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, quality bias. That when you watch so many <laughs> shit things and then, you know, it's like coming to romantic comedies, the amount of times in characters in romantic comedies that they dated so many bad people, then they come to somebody that is just all right and they start to settle. settle. And then they end up going, it feels like, if like I don't know, I'm not going to, try to say what went through your brain or whatever, especially because you watched it again and really enjoyed it. Yeah. But I, I, I do think that it's like, for one, it's the kind of, how can I put it? That even Crazy Rich Asians, even though I haven't seen it, mm. makes a comment about the fact that they're Asian. You know, like, the, 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 to the extent of culturally what they mentioned, that so much like you're saying, like Will Smith, that it's not a character that is... Uh, she's even mixed race that is even more interesting because yeah. she's uh, like her dad is the whitest man alive uh, the, uh, I, I thought that I like not having a mention in the sense of like for one the crazy fucking Korean yogurt that they drink is fucking Yakult is it Yakult? Yeah, it says Yakult in the bottle. Like, it's like they just went to the supermarket, like, like to fucking Tesco and got, like, uh, bottles of Yakult. You're, like, getting, you're getting very shrieky. But, yeah, Yakult is not Korean. Yeah, that's why. Like, I was like, there's I'm no... I'm fairly sure. And then, like, they go, like, oh, the Korean... Like, the only other mention of, like, uh, being Korean is that he's trying to make Korean meals. Don't mention mom or whatever. Like... The moment when he goes like, oh, I don't talk about, like in the diner, I don't talk about mom that much and I should more because it makes me sad. Mm. Like, that is great. But then like, it should have been like, I don't know, like uh, maybe they're, I don't, part of He's it is also like, the thing, he, he it's part know. of the, 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 the problem of like setting the movie in this kind of magical rich world as well that nobody has other problems besides love because everything else is perfect because careers everything is amazing <coughs> Richard Curtis yeah like and I think that it's always been a problem with Richard Curtis but at least like uh his movies are so insane that you're not like you can't, you can't pause and There's think about it. There's always time for tea and biscuits. Yeah, and the, also like it's almost uh, he does it in a way that you almost want to be part of this magical world rather than like <laughs> with this that you're rich like rich and British. Yeah, like with this, I was like fucking thinking of like Kermode during the review of Sex in the City too. Just start singing like international <laughs> kind of thing. But also, it's the I think. Like the fucking cars and shit. I was like, fuck off. You're 16 years old and you're driving a Hummer to scale. Like, <laughs> think of the environment. <laughs> like, you know, like. The... Oh, Jesus. 
Uh, like I, 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 it's like so many little missed opportunities. Even like, finally get the like. I get it that when it comes to like identity movies and representation and stuff like that, there's so something to be said also of making something de facto, uh, well, yeah, that's like matter of fact. She, that's kind of like for me. I'm glad that they don't make more of a thing that she's Asian but, because it's like they there's like enough of it there, so it's not completely ignored. And the fact that like she is mixed race and everything but I think if they had kept hammering at home but like my problem been... is that all the things of culture it's just like food and things it's not about like when with culture like yeah, it, like that one of the main things of like crazy rich Asians was that they're they're eating like you know like the because the, food is so big a part of the culture and it's like it's like food and language are the two main things that like that movie gets right about well, being... like, crazy rich Asians. only they're by but this is all I know from like you know people who are like yeah, Asian but also American deal with and stuff. racism in the movie they well, also deal yeah, with but... Uh, the 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 fact that like in the ways because they're rich and they're not like just doctors or whatever they're doing whatever and it's part mm-hmm. of but also with this is that like I can't say uh, we're crazy rich Asians because I haven't seen the movie well neither could I but with this is like as somebody that has been like brought up like not only like being here as a foreigner is that also my family in Brazil were not Brazilian. So it's like I know the how that culture, even though like my mom thought of herself as Brazilian, I was also given a bit of British culture and for my sense, and uh, a bit of like your Uruguayan culture and stuff, you know, like from food, but also like ways of being mm. that I wasn't quite ever Brazilian fully. Like I was Brazilian, but uh, like not neglecting what came from my Uruguayan side, let's say, or my european side of the family well in this movie it's kind of just things it's like it's not like uh i don't know it, it doesn't like if it's not for the food being mentioned every so often like i wouldn't like have I, nobody else wanted to love this movie more than i do i love romantic comedies even bad it, ones like the i, I agree with a lot of what you're saying but it's the same problem that we find an awful lot which is that Maybe not so much with this one because it's not as if it's like close to being perfect or anything, but like where the standard is so high for your favorite versions of these movies that it's impossible when something like that reaches it and then falls. Yeah, you know, like, it's only gonna kill you. So yeah, but like usually I do make it, but I do make it clear that I really like those movies, and also is that like I'm picking apart because like I wish it was just like finished line, but I'm not cri- saying that the movie is particularly bad. It's just that it could have been slightly better, or, or it could have been with those other movies, let's say, because the talent was there. Whatever, it was just like a couple decisions or something. I think that this has a lot more issues than those movies and i think that the biggest problem with this movie in a way is that it's not either of like if it was just had been like terrible throughout Mm. i would have fucking loved it like not because the movie was good now but i would have enjoyed watching it that's kind of my point is that like having sort of like attempts at grandeur but never quite completely executing it like i think i'm more likely to not give something a free pass but be carried along by certain things whereas if something really doesn't work for you and that's the thing of like a movie going very much up and down like oh it feels like two different movies or whatever it's like 
overall you're just going to have the whole thing the whole experience is tainted which is which is fine and it's like I know this and for some reason I still keep picking movies that I know this is going to happen no, for me but, it's kind of like an issue with immersion that it's like uh, the problem is that if the for one it's issues that uh, a lot of the films that I've run into this is that there are issues ingrained in the narrative of the movie that once yeah. you notice them you can't look away from it like I said if the movie somehow had been less reliable to reliant on the family aspect of it i'd be like juno for example that there is like the parents are there in the movie really but it is really about juno being herself yeah in the world you know but like lara jean is meant to be seen as part of this family unit Mm. so like it's yeah like to be honest like you like i mean fair enough if you can't if you can't see like the what like the warmth I get from the portrayals of the family, and I agree, like little sister's kind of annoying and blah blah blah. But like, I mean, I but I, annoying but I, in an I, unrealistic way. If she was annoying, but you went like you know that we've talked about like characters being bad or like yeah, shit yeah, or no, whatever like, that you I, didn't like. I know him. what you mean. Like it's okay, but like <laughs> he's like jumping out of his seat. Um, I understand that like if you can't if you know if that wasn't gonna gel then that that's like a whole part of the movie because it is it's so ingrained in, and like the, the you know the idea of like the importance of like her family to her and stuff and yeah it's like no, uh, I, I loved it as an idea like, yeah, yeah uh, no I know I know like I but I'm just saying that like if, if, if it doesn't work for you like as in how it's portrayed then it's not yeah. gonna work so but that's alright we have to get to favourite things okay uh, what's your favourite thing about the movie the relationship because they are so great and she is so cute and he is so cute and after watching so 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 many of these movies of these i've basically seen every teen show that's ever been created um she's such a great character he's a great character then together their scenes are brilliant so yeah i do agree that's my favorite thing as well and something that i liked is that in the character of peter because he's kind of weak as a man that sense of competition of being like I can pull the coolest girl in the school. Yeah. So if she likes me, why not, not like her back kind of thing? Yeah. But I like that he says, oh, I I know her for a long time. So it's not just because we broke up that I'm not going to be able to talk to her anymore. Kind of yeah. Thing. Well, I like that they have the, it's within that great scene as well where he's like, you know, that um, the cheeky, they keep talking. They're still texting each other and everything. Yeah. And Lara like, what? Because Lara Jean's never broken up with somebody. You know what I mean? She Especially when you're that. like, you grew up together. It's yeah. not, it's, it's a different animal than when you break up with somebody that you just like join their lives kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, not to be mentioned. Um, but, um, but yeah, like, uh, I, and that's why like, but what the way that Peter reacts to that character is not the way that that character is portrayed or is. No. So it kind of like uh, taints it a bit. But I like that if the character had been portrayed more realistically, like you get why Peter would be the way that he we is. Just kind give of thing. it so much more depth. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I th- and I think that it's unnecessary for her character to be the the bitch. Like there is no need for it. Yeah. Like. Uh, or at least to be like a realistic bitch, you know? But see what I mean about like conflict as well in the movie is that like she had been nicer and then she made a pass for Peter of going it would like, have been let's way more, yeah. would have been way more like, will he, will he not? And then when he's like, nothing happened, yeah. it would have been more like hard for him to not go back with her. Yeah. You know, that is like even bigger demonstration of love. It's like, oh yeah, of course you end up with a nice girl. 
like you just saw that your ex-girlfriend is a bitch okay yeah. that's not a hard sacrifice it's just opening your eyes but when you fall in love with somebody and the other person that you equally like you think it's a nice person but is not the same and being the way that peter is that he could have like cheated on one or whatever you know like he mm. could have been the dude but no he did the right thing and in this movie like so very few films portray masculinity as doing that mm. that it made me like um disappointed that it was the easy decision when it should have been like a difficult decision that he takes the right decision yeah no. it no it's a fundamental he is a fundamental flaw and i completely agree with you and like when i was watching it the other day i was just like so disappointing um yeah that that's my least favorite thing is the portrayal of like her she's more important but also of the best friend because like yeah. i mean movie best friends are usually more you know they're 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 sad you know they're sad breed but um that was just bizarre it's You've no idea why they're friends. Also, she feels like she's like on drugs all the time or yeah, something. Yeah, it's it's so strange. I mean, like, there's one point when they're sitting underneath the bleachers eating Subway because yay Subway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, you're very rich. Why are you buying disgusting Subway? Um, and also, like fucking uh, was a contraband like, Subway. At least go to like freaking Pret or something. Like seriously, it's like trying to be quippy. It's like oh let's yeah, let's like, give characters uh, things to do that are like just. Something specific. But it manages to do like, like, you know, like quirky bits, like where she has like her carrots and stuff. Like, like, you know, they manage to do that well. But then it's like. No soft foods. I fucking lost the plot. I laughed with the carrot. (laughs) No, I I, I was like, oh, oh, this movie. Sometimes. All right. Okay. Onwards. Um, What was your least favorite thing? I think of all the many issues that this movie has, uh, I think that. And to be clear again. I ne- especially with romantic comedies I don't have a problem with their main issues because like as a genre it's like a horror movie you have to like shut your brain off a bit stipulated uh, but at the same time I think that, that this movie didn't work within the genre of romantic comedy like uh, I'm not uh, trying to compare this to fucking Lawrence of Arabia or something <laughs> Uh, which would be quite a funny double episode of like uh, yeah, I mean... next picture show or something. <laughs> well, uh, I think that the biggest disappointment I had was uh, the portrayal of the father and the younger sister. Mm-hmm. That they're not given the care. They're like the father has his moments. The younger yeah, sister, yeah, he definitely does. Like, but like, which makes the scene that good he's... because he's more crucial than the younger sisters. But that's the thing is that like the actor as an actor, I don't think he's ever been like the quippy kind. Like it feels very much like a cheap stabby. Quippy is not the word. He's the he's the awkward flailing single dad character. Yeah, but like quippy. But it 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 plays like fucking you know student film acting or whatever. Like (sighs) as in that like it's not in his wheelhouse to do it. Like I think that would have been like better like in a way that if he was just like trying his best and making jokes every so often i'm adopted who told you but like being a little bit more sad you know as well like that Mm. it's like you got over it or whatever but you know it's still there especially with the way that he says that uh i don't talk about your mom at all he hasn't moved on yet that's why they don't have a stepmom or whatever he's still hung up on his Mm. dead wife so i think that like it was kind of and making the struggle to like portray like a, a good front or whatever would have been an interesting thing for the character mm. 
that like throughout the movie rather than just like in two scenes that like the scenes that they do bring it in yeah it's is not, great it's kind not of stitched thing. together let's say and then like the younger sister is all over the place and the older sister has good moments but again not enough of them mm. because she's not in the movie that much and i think that without that family unit working the movie kind of falls off when the ingredients are there i think that to be honest with all the other issues that i had if because the movie like i said is ingrained with it mm. i probably would have been like in romantic comedy mode and being able to look past everything and be like oh it made me feel so good inside or whatever but because though the the family unit too, didn't work they were too fundamental to you yeah, yeah. okay and like that's why like and that's the thing with romantic comedies and horror movies that once you start when you're not carried with it you start seeing how the yeah. sausage is made yeah. and then you well, don't want the, the, the I, I, I totally get it like and it's it's the disappointment of a movie that you yeah. want and it's also like what we doesn't. like that's why i mentioned in the beginning also what we were talking about it happened one night that if it doesn't like hit you mm. there's no romantic comedy that i kind of like mm. it's either i don't like it or i love it it's the same with horror movies there's no in between because either it scared you or it didn't you know what I mean? That it's like... I don't think that... Mm, I see. I have a much grayer... I think that you can like really like a horror movie and not be scared Oh, by sorry. It. Horror movie perhaps has a little bit more than uh, romantic comedy in the sense uh, of like... Yeah, like way, yeah. I, I don't know. I think they're like... Uh, yeah, considering as well that I don't actually get scared by any movies except for Possession and Jerry Zulaski. <laughs> like, yeah, I think that I'm talking out of my arse there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a weird statement, but... Uh... Cool. On that note, uh, that was all the boys I've loved before. Available on Netflix. Uh, watch it. It's amazing. You will fall in love with Peter and, and Lara Jean because she is wonderful. And again, I no love it. more comments. No, very quickly. I do love it as well when you fucking have to post the uh, social media things for next six films before we make the comment and it's your pick. And I'm like, the, ah. no, I mean, like, I'm not. It's not that surprising to me, to be honest. But, you know. I kind of thought you would get more from it than you did. but I wish it did. I know, I know. I know, but no, it's my fault. But I loved it and I thought maybe we would come together more. But I did love Lara Jean and Peter, so... Good. Where can they find us? They can find us on Facebook, The Recommendation Game, uh, at The Rec Game on Twitter, The Recommendation Game on the Dublin Digital Radio Mixcloud, and Recommendation Game at gmail.com is our email. You can find us on Monday, 11 to 12, on Dublin Digital Radio, which are in Malta at the moment in a fucking really cool Yeah, radio. how come we don't get to do second... Because we don't do oh. anything for the station. We have a show. Hey, no. When was the last party we were at? This is That's disgrace. true. We're really, really bad. We're really busy doing our podcast. Uh, <laughs> Which is a weekly one, in and fairness. we're also not very cool, so... <laughs> Anyways, next week's film is Ricardo's face. Oh, thank God we have an episode next week. It's not up. <laughs> it's a... Uh, we'll see. Howard Hawks real Bravo. Cool. John Wayne Western, is it? Yeah. Awesome. I look forward to it. Uh, not really. I actually do. I like John Wayne. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so. I was Orla Mutinas. And I was Ricardo. Thanks for listening. See you next week.